0: The jazz.
5: Stockton of the three. get it!
0: The high schools.
5: Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the
2: 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
4: Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on a Tuesday, or is it a Wednesday? I, I keep losing track of what day it is. It's a Tuesday. But I uh, appreciate you for being here with us. And uh, what's going on? We'll, we'll talk about Utah State and Wyoming. Uh, we'll recap what happened last night in Salt Lake City between the Jazz and the Knicks. And uh, we've got some high school stuff that's going on. We'll preview uh, and just uh, what's going on with the different games in Region 11 for this week. We didn't really get a chance to get into that yesterday. Uh, we have our girls basketball Region 11 uh, game of the week tonight. Yeah, be on com. Hurricane John Newbold will be calling the play-by-play for Skyview versus Bear River. Uh, it should be fun to see how that game plays out. And uh, a lot of other things that are going on. A lot of trades going on in the NBA. Uh, for some makes you kind of scratch your head a little bit. Like what are they doing? Uh, some are immediate needs and others just franchises continue to make questionable decisions. So, uh, no move yet from the Utah jazz, at least not at this hour. If anything happens while we're on there, you know, we'll, uh, alerted to that and we'll let you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of different things going on. And uh some of the players that were on the Jazz radar have been on the move. So are, are the Jazz just not making that compelling of an offer? Are other teams just um just ahead of them in line? Not really sure, but there is another name that is emerging as a potential target, and so we'll talk to uh talk to you about that, who that is, and if that makes sense for the Jazz to uh pursue. Um couple of things to get through today. A couple of questions I wanted to throw out there. Uh, Jazz beat the Knicks last night and had a lead, watched it go away, had to fight back to uh, to, to get it back and then to secure the win. I uh, get it. They're still not at full strength. But um, before the game, Boyan Bogdanovich was asked, are the Jazz – still a title contender and this is what he had to say maybe
2: I think that we are I mean when we have a healthy healthy team we are we know how good we are how dangerous we are we are one more year together it's been third year with the, with a core group so like I said when we when we're healthy we can play against anybody and I think that we can win it all
4: okay so bo- boy bogie trying to mix Boyan and Bogdanovich into one doesn't work. So Bogey believes that the Jazz are still title contenders uh, with the core that's still in place and all their experience it, that they've had together. Um, when they're healthy, they are title contenders. So I ask you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, are the Jazz title contenders? after what's you know what we've seen in january certainly we'd have to you know take a really long hard look at anybody who who says based on january alone they should be considered a title contender but we know there was there were injuries there were covid uh, january was was just horrible for the jazz i think we all recognize that but with this team at full strength are they title contenders were they title contenders before All this health issue just just ravaged the team. Uh, They were in third place before all this went down. Now they're in fourth, but there has been a significant gap between where they were before and where they are now. Um, And We've seen Phoenix, just they've not lost a step. Clay Thompson has come into the mix. Initially, it was a little rough, but now things are clicking well for the Warriors. Uh, I just... Believe me, I would love to say that the Jazz are title contenders, but right now, this moment, I have a hard time saying that. I think that they can be a good playoff team. Uh, it's still a lot of basketball to be played between now and then, but um, I don't know. It's been it's been rough. Maybe, and you know me, I'm a big Jazz fan, and uh, Aj always gives me grief about uh, giving the Jazz more credit than than he would. Uh, like to do but um, I, I don't know if I'm just being more clouded by what we've just gone through in January but uh, maybe we have to just wait and see what happens with the trade market and how that affects not only other teams but also the Utah Jazz but 435 are the Jazz a title contending team as Boyan Bogdanovich contends uh, 8798 that's a no bro <laughs> Yeah, I I think they were a good team before January hit, but not good enough, and I think that there are some fundamental things that need to be addressed with the roster before we can legitimately say they're a title-contending team. You know, the nice thing about this stretch, and I know that's kind of a weird thing to say, that's a nice thing that's happened with this uh, really rough January, but if anything, it has forced... Utah's hand in developing some of the younger players or deep rotation guys where you know the last few years these guys would only get minutes in garbage time and because the Jazz were routinely blowing teams out and these uh, you'd get your deep bench opportunities to play a couple of minutes a game but only against other garbage players when the game didn't matter and nobody was really paying that close attention and each possession wasn't under such heightened scrutiny. Uh, but through this uh, these last three, four weeks, like Udoka azabuke he's been forced to play more minutes. And yes, he's made a few mistakes, but he's also grown a lot. Butler, same deal. He's... Uh, shown a lot more growth in the last uh, couple of weeks than what he looked like a couple of months ago. So Trent Forrest, same thing. They've had to rely on these young, younger players, more, uh, or I should say least experienced players, and give them uh, extended opportunities. Like uh, uh, Doak had 14 rebounds last night. He was a plus 10 in the game. He had seven points, had three blocks. That's, this is helping his development immensely. Uh, I think it makes a difference, and it's been clear that Whiteside is more effective with the second unit when he's coming off the bench, and so it has forced the hand to put Udoko Azabuki in the starting lineup, and it's good for his development. It's good for the future of the franchise. Trent Forrest, uh, he's had some games where he's had to play a larger role. Uh, last night, five rebounds, an assist, two steals. <laughs> now, he only had uh, four points, which weren't uh, a lot, but he was a plus five. Eric Pascal was a plus 21. Off the bench with seven points, two boards, and an assist. So, it's it's been uncomfortable. It's been tough. But I think it's been really important to see these uh, other pieces develop And give them options. And I love Quinn Snyder. I think he's a great coach. But he hasn't been great these last few years in developing other role players and growing from within. If you don't get it figured out quickly, then you just don't get minutes on the court. But through these injuries, he's been forced to play guys and try to figure out what to do with rosters. And so we're seeing a little bit more development there. Now, Rudy Gay didn't play. Uh, he has dealing with some, some foot injuries, uh, still no Rudy Gobert, but, um, still I like to see what's going on as it's out of necessity, some of these younger players playing meaningful minutes, and that's going to play, pay big dividends down the line. Now, this also may help the jazz and what they're trying to do with the trade deadline. They've been able to feature these guys a little bit more and have, you create more value around them. Uh, still, the big issue is with uh, Joe Ingles and basically just trading away a contract. He's not really even going to go play anywhere. It's like rookie Rubio for Cleveland. Uh, he was involved in that trade. But uh, who else goes with him? It's probably going to be a package of players that are involved. Um, another player that has me worried, though, for the Jazz, and he goes through spurts and this has been a long spurt for him, is that the the lack of offense from Royce O'Neill, and in fact, he's struggling defensively too. And Ajay, if he was sitting across from me, he'd be throwing things at me right now, <laughs> hearing my takes on the Jazz and some of these players because it, it is a divergence from where I normally stand on these issues. Because I, I love Royce. I think he's usually one of the best defenders on the floor guarding the, the best offensive talent on the other side, and uh, he usually has a really, really tough assignment, and it comes at the expense of his offense. But he had some blown plays defensively last night too, especially in the second half. Um, it, it really, especially when New York went on their what seventeen to nothing run. But um, Royce has to be able to do more with the offense. He did hit two three pointers, that was helpful. Grabbed a couple of boards and a block. But um, you, you need that other option out of uh, Royce O'Neal offensively. So, you know, it's, the nice thing is having Donovan back, he's proving why he's a playmaker, why he's an all-star, and uh, why he is an important fundamental piece of the Utah Jazz. And look, 32 points, uh, since he's come back, he's been phenomenal. Uh, helping the team in multiple ways, not just in scoring. Uh, he had a block himself. He had four steals, six assists, seven rebounds. The guy was flirting with the triple-double and did a lot of things to help the Jazz last night. Great, another great performance uh, by Donovan Mitchell. But it was in 36 minutes of play. So you know, he he's spent a lot of time on the court. Other guys need to be able to do some things to help the team. Uh, going back to the Guild Mortgage text line 2947, I guess it depends on how you define a contender. We're certainly capable of making the finals, maybe even winning, but we consistently underperform in the postseason. Last year, we had the perfect set up, uh, set up to make the uh, Western Conference Finals and NBA Finals with Lakers out of the picture, Kawhi out, and frankly, the Eastern Conference being much weaker than the West, but we totally blew it. Lost three in a row. What a joke. So, because of past poor performance, we're not really contenders. Could happen, but it would be a fluke. <laughs> uh, great points. I mean, when you look at uh, the the track record for the Jazz, it's hard to say that they are legit title contenders until they really are, until they're there. Uh, history it just didn't, after John and Carl were done, it just has not not been nice to the Jazz. And that one year when Don uh, Darren Williams and Carlos Boozer got there, it was great that they got there. But the they had a little bit of luck on their side with how things opened up on the other side of their bracket. Uh, two four one, and they were never able to repeat it again. Uh, two four one seven. I believe they are because the development of the others has made it better for the starters to rest. Okay, and I think that will be one of the really interesting things to to monitor as we go over these next few weeks, especially is you know, how will Quinn Snyder and that coaching staff deal with this now? When they, when they get guys back healthy, will they go back to the way that they had their rotations and go on a tight rotation and only go seven, eight guys deep? Or will they give opportunities to Eric Pascal to come in there and bully people with his size and uh, his, his strength in the low post? And get after it. Will they allow Trent Forrest opportunities to slash to the basket and uh, and, and take opportunities? Will they allow opportunities for Doku as a bouquet to get in there and mix it up in the low post? Uh, so uh and maybe take some minutes from Whiteside if he decides he's not gonna be as engaged, cause sometimes we see him. He's not as engaged as he should be on every play. And so if uh if they don't see that The coaches now know that they have an option to go to. And uh, if he's not going to go, if Whiteside's not going to be fully there on both ends of the court, they can have another choice. They do have another option. So in that sense, yes, it it does allow opportunities for these starters to take a breather, take a little bit of a break, uh, and to come back in and, and ready to go. Look, the Jazz have some open roster spots. They have to do something. Daniel House Jr., he's probably one option that I like, especially because it's cheap, and I think it solves an issue and it solves a problem. But they need to do something else besides just Daniel House Jr. to be a legitimate NBA title contender, to be somebody who can compete in the Western Conference. and. Somebody that continues to you know, pop up on the radar, so to speak. Somebody that continues to be, uh, maybe there's a little bit more smoke uh, around this name, is uh, somebody with the Boston Celtics. And again, I know we I, I warned people just because Danny Ainge is with the Jazz doesn't mean we should automatically assume that the Celtics are going to be a, the preferred trading partner of the Utah Jazz but <laughs> there is some uh, some growing rumor that uh, the Jazz may be a player for Josh Richardson, who was uh, I he's their sixth man. He comes off the bench and is uh, it's a solid contributor uh, for the Celtics. He's a shooting guard, six foot five. Uh, currently this season, he's averaging about ten points a game, about three rebounds, one and a half assists. Um. And uh, he is a three-point shooter. He can't shoot from beyond the arc. Uh, a few years ago, he was a 16, 17-point-a-night guy. He has uh, diminished a little bit since then in his in the the role that he plays there in Boston. And so I don't know all the details about why that is and why he used to be a starter and now he's just a bench guy because um, uh, he... he He spent a lot of time in Miami uh, when he was first drafted in the NBA. This is his sixth or seventh year in the league. So he's got some experience and um, uh, kind of fits with what the Jazz are looking for as another wing player. Doesn't need to be ball dominant. Doesn't need to be a high-volume guy and uh, can play well off of what Donovan's trying to do, what Rudy Gobert's trying to do. And others, and really would fill that role that Joe Ingles has now left vacant for the Jazz to try to figure out. Because when you look at the Jazz current roster, there really just there really isn't anybody that just slides into that Joe Ingles role. Uh, I mean, Butler's not there yet, uh, so you, Hughes isn't there yet. So you know they've you, got to figure something out. House. Maybe, but not for the type of minutes that Joe would would give you. And it's more going to be by committee to replace somebody like that. So I I don't know. But there's only a few days left for the trade deadline in the NBA. And today was a very busy day in the NBA with several trades, a couple different teams involved, some pretty notable names on the move, all stars on the move. And so coming up on the other side of this timeout, we'll get into what those trades were and who. Who can help me understand what's going on with one specific franchise that uh, keeps trading away players and uh, young, exciting future players and they just uh, don't hold on to them? Uh, and another franchise trading everybody but their franchise player makes you kind of wonder what they may have in store for the off-season. So we'll get into that. Uh, coming up later on, we'll also get uh, into Utah State at Wyoming. Big showdown in the Mountain West. And we'll hear from Ryan Odom as he previews the Cowboys what might be different this time around between the Aggies and the Cowboys. It was a tight game. It came down to a last-second put-back. It wasn't a a put-back, but a low-post move by E.K. Graham that gave them the lead late in the game. Uh, Rylan Jones came down, had a decent look, but... And he was shooting well. He was the guy to take that shot, but it just didn't go in for the, for the Aggies at the end of that game. But what what could be different this time? And uh, that game was in a string of close losses for the Aggies, but they're currently in a set where they're winning a lot of games by good healthy margins, but they will be tested tonight for sure. And so we'll kind of compare the two teams where they're at right now and uh, hear from Coach Odom. Um, besides uh, what's going on with the NBA with a lot of different trades. i got another big question I want to throw out there for our Guild text line a little bit later on. But uh, for, for those that are listening now, just for the Jazz, Boyan Bogdanovich says the Jazz are still a title contender. Do you agree with that or not? And if not, what needs to happen for the Jazz to be considered and to be part of that title uh, discussion? as a legitimate contender out of the Western Conference. 435-339-0321 to chime in here on the Full Court Press.
5: Cache Valley is absolutely beautiful. It's always fun to be outdoors. And now is the time to let the Allergy Clinic inside the Cache Valley Hospital help with venom testing for spring and summer. The Allergy Clinic offers testing and treatment to life-threatening stings from honeybees, yellow jackets, white-faced hornets, yellow hornets, and wasps. Independent physicians Benyon Blotter and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time allergy clinic in two locations, Providence and inside the Cache Valley Hospital. The Allergy Clinic accepts most insurances, including SelectMed. Call the Allergy Clinic at 753-7880, 753 7880
7: this is ryan at my mattress my wife and i were laughing the other day because she read an article about things not to buy online the first thing was prom dresses dresses advertised versus dresses delivered needless to say what people thought they were getting is not what they got It's much the same with mattresses. Almost always, buying a mattress online ends in buyers being let down. At My Mattress, we try to always exceed expectations, lower prices than online, and
5: better beds. Only at My Mattress. Cash Valley Media Group helps Angie's Restaurant grow their business. They're personable, they're easy to deal with, they're easy to work with, and at at the end of the day, they give you results. What surprised you about being on the radio? I did not think that we'd be getting the results that we did, so uh, it kind of exceeded our expectations. Visit Group.com or call 752-1390. Helping you grow your business, Cash Valley Media Group.
6: Helping your business
0: grow.
7: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership? And we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience. Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all
0: things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball Team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. The Fan.
4: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Tuesday. Love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, to chime in. Are the Jazz title contenders? And if not, what needs to happen to get them to be a contender? Uh, 2947, not sure there's a player that will have the same unique skill set Joe had. What do you think the Jazz still need? Yeah, Joe... Joe is a unique player. With his size, uh, he's got great playmaking ability, very crafty, uh, great on the pick and roll, great on the lob. Um, he, he would initiate the offense as good as a pure point guard, um, but he has lost a step or two <laughs> defensively. He used to be a crafty defender, um, but um, that's not been the same the last uh, season and a half um but what do they so what do I think the jazz need uh, they need another perimeter defender somebody that's got you know six five to six seven size even up to six eight but that can guard multiple uh different options out on the on the perimeter because Royce is having to do it all by himself and I think he's I, I think he's burnt. Uh, I think he's toasted. Uh, he needs another option because uh, he is not the same out there as he used to be. He'll have a game or two, but uh, I think we're seeing that it's it's wearing on him greatly. And the they Jazz have to find another option. House Junior kind of fits that mold a little bit. Not a, not just to defend on the perimeter, but also to have a have to be able to shoot. It's kind of a cliche term, but a 3-and-D guy is who the Jazz need. That's who they are. It fits their identity. Somebody who can shoot consistently from beyond the arc, but also defend on the perimeter. Um, So is is Josh Richardson going to be the answer? Uh, He could help. There's been a number of guys that have been talked about, but... A lot of those guys who were high on the list have already been on the move. And today, more of those guys on the move. Uh, It started out earlier today, New Orleans Pelicans making a trade to acquire C.J. McCollum from the the Trailblazers. So the Pelicans are sending uh, Josh Hart and Tomas Sadoransky Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi uh, Lusada, and a protected first-round pick and two second-round picks to Portland in exchange for C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. Uh, McCollum, look, he's 20, 21 points a night, four and a half assists, four boards. He's a he's a player, and he's been in Portland Ever since he, they drafted him, when was that? Like 2013. Um, and been a integral part of what Portland has done in the modern era. But Portland is earlier. They they traded away a couple other guys too, Robert Covington uh, and a couple others. So uh, this Portland's making some big moves. Um, they. I think what's happening here, they also moved Norman Powell to the Clippers. But I think what's happening here is that the Blazers, well, a couple of things here. Portland is able to save a lot of money uh, on their current tax situation or just with their current contracts with, with the cap, the salary cap, which makes them more of a player in the offseason. They're trying to reshape this team and do it around Damian Lillard and trying to do it in a different way. That team has really messed with that roster quite a bit outside of C.J. and Damian, uh, Damian Lillard. But now they're deciding, we need to move C.J. too. So does that mean they're going to be a real player for Ben Simmons in the offseason? Uh, Damian Lillard has gone on record saying that he's a fan of Ben Simmons. So, I don't know. It's a very curious move. Meanwhile, uh, New Orleans... That that's a team that has really struggled from beyond the arc. They've not been able to have good solid shooting. Guard play has been suspect and it creates some interesting pairings with their with their lineups and their and their roster now with CJ McCollum there. New Orleans is this is interesting. These are two teams that are really like tied with the same record in the Western Conference fighting to even be in the playoffs. Right now, New Orleans is, is 10th in the standings, and Portland is a half a game behind them. So an interesting trade partner with the team that you're fighting with to get into the playoffs. Um, Portland, it looks to me like they're just saying, we're, 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 we're making these trades for the future, not for today. New Orleans looks like we're making some trades for today, but also for our future. And so I don't – Portland is just really kind of suspect to me about what they're, some of the decisions they're making this year that they're just kind of mailing it in just to, right this point of the season. We know we're not going to get there. We'll just continue to develop some of our younger players and be uh, aggressive in the free agency market this summer. Now, they're not the only team that's kind of been uh, suspect – and some of the deals and decisions that they're making. The, uh, the uh, Sacramento Kings have a habit of developing nice young pieces, nice young players, and then not holding on to them, moving them along. And today was another example of this. Uh, the Indiana Pacers are trading away two-time All-Star DeMontis Sabonis to the Kings. Four packages includes Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton's a young, exciting, really good up-and-coming player. So the Pacers are sending Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Justin Holiday, plus a 2027 second-round pick, in exchange for Halliburton, Buddy Heald, and Tristan Thompson. Uh, but Halliburton, he was averaging about 14 points, seven and a half assists, four boards, and uh, 1.7 steals a game. In fact, he's tied for sixth in the in the NBA. For steals per game. And he's 11th in the league in assists. So that's an exciting young up-and-coming player. Uh, but the Pacers, that's a team that's trying to reshape who they are. Uh, they made a deal earlier. Uh, they they shipped uh, Chris, uh, Karis LeVert earlier this week. So it they got younger. Uh, but they also create some more cap space. Uh, Sabonis... He's a guy that was averaging like 19 points, 12 boards, 5 assists, 34 double-doubles this year. He's right up there with uh, Jokic and Gobert with double-doubles on the season. Um, So, I, I don't know, some curious curious moves in the NBA with some of these trades and some of these teams. Uh, but so far, nothing out of the Utah Jazz, at least not yet. Um, I, I don't know if they were players to try to Get some of these guys that ended up moving. I would imagine that they were. I imagine that they were part of these discussions. And after the Joe Ingles injury, if that really caused this to fall apart, and other teams were able to swoop in there and and uh, put together a more compelling offer and a more compelling package. But to um, so trade deadline's coming up. It's on Thursday, and it's uh, what three o'clock Eastern so it's it's coming up yeah three o'clock eastern, so not a lot of time left if you want to try to get a deal done before the Utah jazz uh or maybe they just feel like you know we're close enough uh house junior uh opportunity to develop some of our younger guys you know, it gets us where we need to be but uh yeah i don't, I don't know i i just I'm not sure how much i'm a I buy into that philosophy. I think that they need to have something else uh, in the works to get this team to be a legitimate title contender. Uh, another question that I wanted to throw out there, and um, this is, again, related to the NBA. We'll, we'll get into the the Aggies coming up next hour, so stay tuned for that. We'll break down the Aggies and the Cowboys. But I want to throw this out there, because looking at the NBA standings and where things are now, because... The Lakers have been a subject of trade talk. You know, should they get rid of Russell uh, Russell Westbrook? Because you had fans in their own arena booing late in the game whenever he touched the ball for open looks. And they were, (laughs) "That's it's just not a good look. It's a bad deal for the Lakers. Um, But you also had the the, uh, Brooklyn Nets as a team that was uh, highly regarded before the season, but they've been a mess. And uh, there's all this talk about James Harden. Maybe they should move on from him and, and uh, do a deal with the Sixers to get Ben Simmons. He clearly is not interested in playing defense, and he's only about himself. So I, I want to pose, kind of put those teams opposite of each other because coming into the season, those were the hot teams that a lot of people were talking about that thought they could be the Title contending teams, continue to use that phrase, before the season began. Brooklyn out of the east, the Lakers out of the west. Right now, Brooklyn is in the play-in tournament. They're at number seven. And with a record of 29 and 24. They've lost eight in a row. The Lakers, they're in the ninth position in the west at 26 and 28. They have a losing record right now. They've only won four of their last ten games. So who is most disappointing in how they've put their season together so far? The Lakers or the Nets? 435, 339, Who's had a more disappointing first half of the season coming up to the all star break? The Brooklyn Nets or the LA Lakers? Both have come with a lot of controversy. Kyrie Irving not being available. Uh, because of his uh, personal stance on the vaccine, trying to make it work so he could still practice with the team or play with the team on away games. Now you've had the, this James Harden debacle that's unfolding and totally being disengaged on defense. And uh, the team trying to say, no, we don't want him to go, wink, wink. We have to try to protect his trade value, right? Wink, wink. But then with the Lakers, all those former All Stars, all those former first team NBA guys, well underperforming. They've had some injuries. Um, Wessel Westbrook has been a disaster. So, but who's been more disappointing in their season in the first half of the NBA coming up to the All Star break, which is still just a few weeks away? The Brooklyn Nets or the LA Lakers? Four three five three three nine zero three two one to weigh in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Uh, get into some of that. Some more things to kind of compare and contrast with those two teams. Uh, also, get into the uh, high school basketball schedules for this week, where games are taking place, games to watch, how you can follow along, and uh, key matchups. We'll get into that coming up here on the Full Court Press. What
7: do Valentine's Day and Jerricks have in common? They're both all about the romance. Jerricks Fine Jewelry has a great selection of men's and women's watches, earrings, bracelets, necklaces, and yes, engagement rings. Don't sweat it out worrying about where to get the perfect gift. Just come to Jerricks. Through Valentine's with any purchase, receive a forever metal rose, handcrafted by metal petals. Valentine's Day and Jerricks, they're both all about the romance. Jarek's. Fine jewelry. Make it special, make it jealous.
8: Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams
6: and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's
8: right here. Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fans.
9: Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Confused about what Medicare benefits you're eligible for? Need help understanding your Medicare Advantage coverage? It can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let us help. Call 752-9493. We have the experience and knowledge to help you feel comfortable and get the most out of Medicare. There's never a cost to work with us. Let us be your advocate. Learn more at lssins.com or call 752-9493. Work, school, grocery shopping, doctor's appointments, the gym, to the airport to pick up loved ones, to the kids' soccer games, piano lessons, out for movie night, to hear your favorite band in the city, over to grandma and grandpa's house, and on last year's amazing road trip, your vehicle takes you so many places. Protect it. When you leave your vehicle, remember to always take your keys or key fob with you and lock the doors. If you suspect auto theft, contact the National Insurance Crime Bureau at 1-800-TEL-NICB. That's one 800 tel Or visit our website at www.nicb.org. A public service message from the National Insurance Crime Bureau.
0: The new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. Andre is out today. uh, Posing the question, who's been the most disappointing in their first half of the NBA season, the LA Lakers or the Brooklyn Nets? Two teams that, after some of the moves they made in the offseason, everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be the Lakers in the West and it's going to be Brooklyn in the East. I'll admit, I think I got swept up in that. I thought that the Lakers would be a top-three team for sure based on some of the moves they made and the players they brought in, all that veteran talent, and the big three in, in Brooklyn, get them all together and finally get them on the court together. But neither one has proven true. Both wildly underperforming. Both, if the playoffs started today, would be in the play-in tournament. Uh 5242 weighing in on our Guild Mortgage text line. And if you want to weigh in, give your opinion on that. 435-339-0321. Uh 5242 says, definitely the Nets, KD and Kyrie missing so many games. Lakers are just old washed up bums. <laughs> I like that. Uh, that's true. Look, the the Lakers have no role players. Uh, it's a bunch of former All-Stars, former first-team All-NBA guys, but nobody wants to do the dirty work, and it's not working. And so LeBron tries to do it, and then he gets he's getting hurt. His body's not holding up. Anthony Davis is in street clothes all the time, so he's not holding up. So he's one of the younger guys, but it's not working for him. 2947, if the Brooklyn Nets were healthy and Kyrie wasn't a nut... <laughs> They would be the insanely clear favorites. Uh, They were severely injured, barely put a team on the floor last playoffs, and still only missed the NBA Finals by one-eighth of an inch of KD's toe. Most disappointing has been the Lakers because they made all the trades and swaps they wanted, and it's failing miserably. I love it. Down the monopolized big markets. Down with monopolized big markets. Uh, Amen. I'm with you there. Uh, I love to see... The big market teams collapse after they uh, think they got it all figured out. You know, like in the playoffs, in the in football in the NFL, um, there's either the I want to watch the uh, I'm either a fan of the Cowboys or I just want to watch them lose, or I'm a fan of the Patriots or I just want to watch them lose. Uh, I think we have that with the, in the NBA with the Lakers. I don't know if the Brooklyn Nets are to that level. But I think that the Lakers are, and there's uh, a lot of people who will tune in to actively root against the Lakers, and uh, it's not going well for them right now at all. But the big three for Brooklyn, I mean, these guys have only played 20, 25 games together for their big three. They've been on the same team for a year and a half. That's like, what, and. 10, 120 games plus playoffs, 130 games together as a team, and they've only played all three of them 20 times maybe? It's bizarre. It's bonkers. So, yeah, I'm all for, this, the, uh, for other teams having some success. And look right now in the NBA, the number one team in the East is uh, now the Miami Heat. It's a really, really tight race in the East. Crazy as it sounds, the Cleveland Cavaliers are contenders in the East. What a quick turnaround that franchise has gone through. Uh, A lot of young, eager talent making things work. But Cleveland is a game and a half out of first. Philadelphia is two games out of first place. It's a really tight, fun race in the Eastern Conference. Right now, Miami's number one. Milwaukee is a game behind. Chicago and Cleveland are a game and a half back, with Philly two games back. Um, So that's a really tight race. Um, Boston is in eighth place, and they're five games out of first. Very different story in the West. Phoenix is number one. Golden State's two and a half back. And third is Memphis, but they're seven games out of first place. Utah is 10 and a half games out of first place, So it's vastly different, uh, partially because the Phoenix Suns have been so hot all year, and there really hasn't been a letdown for them. They're 43 and 10. The top team in the East, Miami Heat, they're 35 and 20. Big difference. If the jazz were in the Eastern Conference, they would be tied with Milwaukee. Um, and Actually, they'd be tied with Chicago, a game and a half out of first place. But in the West, they're 10 and a half out of first place. It's just crazy. Um, so, anyway, that's the NBA. A lot of moves so far. Uh, it's been a busy day in the NBA with trades. Uh, we're not done. I'm sure there's going to be a few others that, that will take place. The trade deadline is Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, but uh, I know the Jazz have been in discussions with other teams. I know they've been targeting several different players, and uh, the the current target seems to be Josh Richardson, a shooting guard out of Boston, who used to be a starter, used to be a sixteen seventeen point a night guy, has fell out of the starting rotation and is uh, at least out of the, as a starter. He's in the regular rotation. But he's off the bench um, and uh, has played in 43 games so far this year. Averaged 10 points, about uh, 3 rebounds, 1.5 steals. uh, Excuse me, 1.5 assists and about a steal of game. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see how uh, that works out. 3-point percentage wise, He's a 40% 3-point shooter. One of the best 3-point shooters on the team for the Boston Celtics. So, he could be uh, somebody that the Utah Jazz are targeting that uh, fits and, and helps with the loss of Joe Ingles. 435-339-0321 if you want to chime in. Definitely an NBA focus uh, this hour. Uh, are, first, are the Jazz title contenders, as Boyan Bogdanovich said and claimed earlier this hour? And if not, what needs to change? You know, what personnel needs to be added or changed to get them there? Uh, and then also, who's who's been more disappointing, the Lakers or the Nets, in how they've approached into taking care of business or not taking care of business, quite frankly, in the first half of this NBA season? Another timeout, when we come back, uh, a lawsuit going to college sports claiming that players should get paid. And they try to line out some pretty compelling reasons why they think they should. Does the suit have merit or doesn't it? I uh, love to get your opinions on that as well. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press
9: dragging your feet don't, don't you give me that look you've had a bad attitude all day now look i know you'd rather be with your friends right now but this has to be done and either you start cooperating or i'm gonna start taking things away from you and i think you know what that means don't you Steven? yes I, I do all right okay watch it bigger isn't always better at cast you'll choose from a huge selection of pavers and receive help from experts you'll see just how easy it is to do it yourself for brick block rock paver and tile go where the pros go online at castalight.com
8: We're talking with Jeff at Daryl's Appliance. Why does Northern Utah choose Daryl's when they need to repair their appliances?
2: Our customers trust us to get the job done right. We have been repairing appliances for over 52 years. We also have our Under One Roof loyalty program where we discount the trip charge when you decide to buy new instead of the repair. Plus, our service calls and parts are guaranteed. Daryl's West on Airport Road open till 6 p.m. on weekdays and 5 on Saturdays.
6: Sunday, the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here.
8: Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fans.
9: Are you ready for Valentine's Kisses and Wishes? It's time to make your Valentine's Day reservation for the Sweetheart's Buffet at the Riverwoods Conference Center on Saturday, February 12th. Experience a fun night of live music and a delicious selection of carving station entrees that include garlic rosemary prime rib, cherry smoked pork loin, and herb roasted turkey. It wouldn't be Valentine's without a decadent dessert bar filled with all your favorite dreamy sweets. Now, as for the kisses, better make your reservation today. Riverwoods Conference Center. Call 750-5151.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390
4: AM. The Fan. Napa Auto Parts got five locations from Providence to Preston. Preston to Providence. Uh, You know, they've got the best parts they got the best prices. Uh, You can even get a $20 rebate if you purchase any Napa Legend battery. Or you can get a tool bag if you need one. How about a gate mouth tool bag for only $5.99? And a lot of other great deals available with with the Napa know-how to go along with it at Napa Auto Parts. Five locations locally owned and operated from Preston to Providence. Uh, Hey, want to pass this along? And, uh, boy, if you want something to do on a Friday night, Take you and some friends. How about taking them down to see the Utah Jazz? We're going to give away four tickets to go see the Jazz versus the Orlando Magic this Friday. Yes, we're giving away four tickets. Really easy way to win. It's not on the Gildamorgas text line. Sorry. You have to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash 1069 fan, and... Uh, We're giving away a four-pack of tickets to one lucky winner. So here's what you do. Like the post, share the post, and comment, Go Jazz! So we will announce the winner on Thursday afternoon so you have time to make your plans and get arrangements to go to see the Utah Jazz take on the Orlando Magic on February. Game tips off at 7 o'clock on Friday night. So go to our Facebook page. Like the post, share the post, and comment Go Jazz to be entered to win. Again, four tickets to uh, Utah, uh, their game coming up on Friday. Um, interesting uh, story today that uh, there's a, 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 an organization that has filed suit and um, they filed a, uh, I should say, a labor complaint is really what it was, Saying that um, football players, you know, FBS level football players, Division I men's basketball, and Division I women's basketball players should be classified as employees of their respective schools. It was filed by the National College Players Association, specifically names USC, UCLA, and Pac 12, uh, but also the NCAA overall as employers who are unfairly restricting the rights of their employees who are college athletes. This is courtesy of Dan Murphy at ESPN. Uh, The NCAA would no longer be able to place limits on how or how much schools uh, pay their athletes. Um, But uh, according to the suit, these athletes deserve every right afforded to them under labor laws, just like other hardworking Americans. Um. We know the NCAA is definitely against this. Uh, they came out pretty strong against it. They just rewrote their constitution and again doubled down, reiterated that uh, according to the the new constitution, quote, uh, schools may not be compen- or athletes may not be compensated by a member institution for participating in a sport. Close quote. Uh, but the suit affirms, like, look, college athletes. They meet the definition of an employee. They receive compensation due to their athletic skills. They perform their work under extensive control of their schools. Are we getting closer to that point? Does this have merit? Look With name image likeness and that getting passed, doesn't that provide a pathway for these athletes to get paid? I know it's, it's a little bit different. The, the other risk that you take with classifying, classifying them as employees is you can fire an employee. If you have a scholarship player who's not playing well, doesn't get along with the coach, gets sideways, isn't following the rules, yes, you can suspend them and maybe at the end of the year... You can have a discussion about you know transferring or you know, canceling their scholarship, but if it's not going well, do you have to wait an entire athletic season to do that, or can you just fire them on the spot? If you're an employee, can't you just fire them if you have cause if you're going to pay them, they have to pay taxes, you have to provide insurance <laughs> I mean there's a lot of other things that go into this um I, I I don't know. I, yeah, it's complicated. I'm
3: Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Tonight will be a big test for the L.A. Lakers. L.A. is healthy, but the team is desperately looking for wins. The Lakers able to squeeze out a win on Saturday over the Knicks, but tonight the Lakers will host the defending champion Bucks. The game could be a huge turning point for the Lakers this season. The matchup will allow L.A. to see how their big three works against a championship-caliber team. That Bucks roster is still stacked. They have the generational superstar in the Greek Freak, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, great supporting pieces. They will test the Lakers. If things go well, this game could convince LA they are title contenders as is. But if the game goes poorly, maybe GM Rob Polinka decides to go out and improve that roster at the deadline. Could be a tall task for the Lakers trying to acquire a difference maker and failing to improve this roster could make competing for that top spot or spots in the Western Conference a whole lot more difficult. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.
6: Psst. Hey, it's me, your dream. What happened, man? We used to be tight. I say it's time we get back together. You and me, your dream, living the van life in a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could start a business or build a log cabin, whatever you want. It's a Mercedes-Benz van, so it's chock full of innovative safety features. All I'm saying is don't forget about me. I I mean, I am your lifelong dream. So what do you say?
5: Let's head to the Mercedes-Benz Vans dealership and get that Sprinter. Is your current home loan the right fit for you? Your historic low rates may be a great reason to refinance, but when matched with an expertly chosen loan from Loan Depot, you could be saving money and paying more towards the bottom line. Call a Loan Depot loan officer and ask about our 27-year smart term loan or our 10-year arm loan. Get a great rate matched with a great loan by calling 866-888-LOAN or visit LoanDepot.com. At Loan Depot, home means everything. Rates are subject to change. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 174456. Winter weather means your car is working harder. Get the parts to make your car run its best from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. Receive a $20 rebate on the purchase of any Napa Legend battery. A 16-ounce can of seafoam mortar treatment, $7.99. A Gate Mouth Tool bag, $5.99. And stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt. 50-pound bag, $10. Always the best prices on the best parts at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Napa cold weather
2: is here let the gold medal winner in the best of know the utah's fireplace category help you update your home with heat and glow's full line of gas or wood burning products building a new home let the professionals at advanced fireplace and stove design and install your fireplace from traditional to modern heat and glow has something for every design and every budget install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come stop by at their showroom or visit them at advanced fireplace and stove.com
0: northern Utah and southern Idaho's home for sports KLGN Logan 106.9 FM 1390 AM The Fan
5: we are- what you need to know. Dodgers pitcher Trevor Bauer will not face criminal charges after being accused of sexual assault. The L.A. District Attorney's Office, after finishing a five-month investigation, determined the presented evidence did not prove the allegations. And since this new development in the case, Bauer has posted a YouTube video explaining very graphically his side of the story. Byron Allen informed Bloomberg News he's working on a bid to purchase the Denver Broncos. Now listen to this. If the sale goes through, he'd be the first black majority owner of an NFL team. Of course, recently, Denver... Their franchise went up for sale. According to ESPN Wizard star, Bradley Beal is electing to have surgery on his left wrist, which is putting him out the remainder of the season. And college hoops happening right now on FS1 and in the first half, about halfway through number 20 for UConn, up on 18th ranked market, at 19 to I'm Brian Fenley.
0: A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion it's the it's the dignity, it's the wisdom, it's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it
2: again, Huddle up and run it again.
4: We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker 810 go. The eggies. Merrill
5: for the lead. He's got
0: it! The jazz. Uh-oh. The high schools.
5: Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25,
2: makes a move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone.
0: If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
4: Number four of my best non-sports sports. sports, Wife carrying. I beg your pardon?
0: It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvason.
4: Because what you're really saying when you're
6: using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9
0: FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in and being part of the show today. Wherever you may be listening... However you may be listening, whether it's streaming online, 106.9thefan.com, on our free mobile app, 106.9 The Fan, on 106.9 FM or 1390 AM, or listening to our podcast, appreciate having you along. And always fun to get the feedback and the reactions as well to the topics of the day. 435-339-0321 for those who want to chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line and get your opinions and your takes, agree or disagree, with some of the things we're talking about today. A lot of talk in the NBA in the first hour. This hour is going to be more about college athletics and, and high school as well, as the Aggies have a big showdown in Laramie tonight against Wyoming, who hasn't lost at home in a year, an entire year. Wyoming hasn't lost since February 6th, 2021. They haven't lost a home game in a year. <laughs> will tonight be the night that the Aggies break the streak? Uh, so we'll get into a lot more of that this hour. We'll hear extensive comments from Coach Ryan Odom. Also remind you that uh, coming up at uh, at six o'clock on our sister station, Al Lewis, Jalen Moore will prepare even more details. Get you ready for the showdown. Plus a really fun extended interview with Spencer Nelson about recruiting Justin Bean and Steven Ashworth. You don't want to miss it. So uh, take my advice. We, we may use some of this audio tomorrow, but I have been I'm under strict command not to use any of the audio until the pregame airs tonight. And for good reason. It's really, really good. Make sure you take the time to listen as you're out and about. Fire up the KVNU mobile app if you're outside of the area. If you don't have a radio uh, where you're at, you can always pull it up on your phone and listen to the pregame with Al Lewis. It'll be fun. It'll be worth your while. So stay tuned for that. Um, but we'll we'll get into more of that, the, the matchups and the storylines tonight, uh, here or this hour, here on the Full Court Press. Uh, by the way, Hunter Maldonado uh, just named... The um, National Player of the Week by the USBWA. He was the USBWA Oscar Robertson National Player of the Week. I don't know what USBWA necessarily stands for, but the Mountain West is proud to uh, publish that and and get it out there. Uh, By the way, a few things regarding the, uh, the Aggies tonight. Brock Miller still out. And probably a b- even bigger blow, Sean Berstow is out tonight. Berstow has been playing great and uh, provides a lot of different looks and options for the Utah State Aggies. He's he's sick. It's not COVID, but he is sick um, and uh, is not going to be available to uh, help the Aggies tonight as they take on the Cowboys in Laramie. So that's that's a blow. Uh, to the Utah State Aggies. How well do they uh, recover? How well do they manage that? Who gets moved into the starting lineup? I'd imagine Ryland Jones gets back into the starting lineup. Um, it's possible Max Shulga does. but I kind of doubt that. But I would suspect that Ryland Jones uh, gets into the starting lineup and Shulga probably benefits with extended minutes off the bench. So we'll see how well that works for Utah State tonight. And keep that in mind when – when you hear the audio from Coach Odom, um, that wasn't publicly known and he didn't mention it about Barstow because there were some questions specifically about Barristow. Um So that's a – yeah, ah, man, that, that stinks. Uh, at the tail end of last hour, I posed this, uh, this, this question and talked about this latest – a new report out there. Uh, AP is reporting on it as well, the Associated Press, that there is a group – Um, the uh, National uh, College Players Association, uh, they have filed uh, an unfair labor practice charge, and they're filing it and naming multiple people that they're targeting. Uh, Curious that they're targeting USC and UCLA specifically, that they mention the Pac-12, and then they just blanket say, well, it's just the all of NCAA. Why don't you just say all of NCAA to begin with? I'm a little curious as to why they targeted those schools and that conference. Uh, why not just the entire NCAA? Those players at those schools somehow different. But they're claiming that uh, college athletes that play uh, FBS-level football, men's basketball, and women's basketball at the highest level, they should be paid employees and be treated as such. Now, this isn't the first group to do this. Uh, there was a group that filed a similar suit um, in in the fall. Uh, there's been other groups that have tried to do this, and so far to no avail. 5338 uh, texted in on our Gilden text line, pointing this out as well. The College Athletic Association suit has no merit. Northwestern University football team sued a few years ago to unionize as university employees. The uh, court said no uh the look the ncaa just redid their constitution and then they they doubled down again saying athletes may not be compensated by a member institution for participating in a sport but here's here's where this suit i think is is wrong like there is why are we singling out football men's basketball and women's basketball if we're going to say these college athletes get paid but the star on the track team or the star on the volleyball team or the player who is uh, doing what other ever sport that's out there wide variety of other sports that people pay money to go watch I get it the volume of those who participate, the amount of money that's brought in for those specific three sports far outpaces everything else. And football usually pays to the bottom line for every other sport. But why are we just singling them out? Like, If you're a college athlete on scholarship, why do we only pay football, men's and women's basketball? Because if you're on scholarship for volleyball, are you a second-class scholarship player? That doesn't add up to me. It's either all or nothing. You're either all scholarship and you're all considered compensated employees or you're not. The value bring that you bring into the university, are they going to put a price tag on each player? This is how much you're worth? That gets into a whole other classification of athletes, of students. I think that's bizarre. Now, are we to the point where we should be paying these athletes? I mean, good heavens, uh, you heard my rant the other day about Texas Tech. And I mean, do you really need a big, fancy, I mean, LED screen in your practice facility that goes from wall to wall? It's the $34 million facility. Yes, it was paid for by donations, and that's great that the taxpayer didn't have to spend that money. If I was a taxpayer in Texas and I saw my tax dollars going to that, holy cow, I'd be raising a fit. You know, if you're going to spend your, your, your own personal wealth to do that, okay. I'm, it's not for me to decide where you should spend your wealth or your donation, your your generosity. But if we're going to build facilities like that, and if we're going to, we just saw the numbers. The NCAA had had a rebound year last year in revenues and made, what, $1.5 billion? Yes, that was a B, a big B, $1.5 billion. None of that goes to the athletes. So, gosh, we're we're building facilities that are just as good as the professional athletes get. They, they perform in arenas that are just as big as the professionals get. Not at everybody. I get it because there's, there's teams in the West Coast Conference in the Big West that are high school gyms. But if we're going to be doing that, if we're, if we're spending that kind of money, that kind of effort, let's just pay the players. We're treating every other aspect of what they're doing like they're professionals. Let's just treat them like professionals. But the problem is, once you start doing that, it opens up a whole other Pandora's box. Not only name-image likeness, we know the problems that's already created in less than a year. Paying the players, treating them as employees, where they can do collective bargaining, where they can get benefits. You can also fire an employee. You're gonna you gonna sign up for that? If I'm not working out, I could get fired. Are we gonna do that? You're gonna get cut? And not only is your scholarship gone, but your your income is gone. You get kicked out of school. I don't know how far you can take it. Nine seven five eight NCAA quote unquote nonprofit organization. Uh, yes, I know. I, I players get compensation right now. Athletes get compensation with scholarships. You don't have to pay to go to school. Holy cow! Look, my student debt. My wife's student debt. What I wouldn't have got to have the kind of scholarships and opportunities that these athletes get. You don't have to pay for your room and board. Gosh, the, I mean, this, the rooms that we had to stay in as a as a student, the books, tutors, facilities for training. I mean, you no, know, the average student doesn't get that. No way, the average student doesn't get close to the advantages. That a scholarship athlete gets, and now they've even expanded that they even give them some money, they call it the laundry money, right for cost of living, for you know doing your laundry or uh, for the other expenses just living in that environment because it can change from school to school campus to campus. Uh, it's the disparity between the haves and the have nots it's it's growing. And it's going to, with NIL, it's starting to take another leap. And if you start paying players, it's going to take another leap. And we will have a vastly different landscape of college athletics. Uh, 9952. Perspective. I get paid a salary as part of a multimillion-dollar company. I don't get a share of the revenue. Scholarships are equivalent to a salary. Yeah, that's true. It it is true. I mean, you get you you get benefit. They're already getting a benefit. Like I'm I'm not a proponent of paying the players. I don't think it. I think it's bad bad for the sport. It will hurt athletics. But if we're gonna be promoting these players and the universities and the conferences and their and their partners are going to be raking in millions and millions and now billions of dollars i mean shouldn't the players get a piece of that i don't i don't know i uh, i get frustrated by it it's hard to wrap my head around it sometimes to be honest with you because they are getting a compensation they're getting taken care of but what I don't get with this suit is why they're only singling out football, men's and women's basketball. Because if you go to some some schools and even some conferences, they they bring in big crowds for baseball. They bring in big big crowds for volleyball. So why aren't they included? That's why it's just silly. It's silly. Four three five. Three three nine zero three two one. If you want to chime in on the Guilds Mortgage text line, uh, big game tonight in Laramie, Utah State and Wyoming. A really, really close game last time these two teams uh, met each other. Uh, Aggies had opportunities, they just couldn't close the door. Um, look, Wyoming's a really good team. Early in the year, I admit I mocked them. I didn't think they were for real. They had this huge net ranking that I thought was absurd. But look, to their credit, they've held up. They keep winning games. Just as Utah State was competitive but couldn't win games, Wyoming has been competitive and has found ways to win. They really haven't blown anybody out in a long time. A lot of their games lately have been single-possession games, down-to-the-wire games. But they're finding ways to win. Give them credit for that. Um, look, since they had this big layoff before they played the Aggies, there were games that were postponed. So they were a little bit delayed in getting conference play going. But when they started, they had that close one against Utah State, two point game. They went to Nevada. That was, yeah, it was a 10 point game for Wyoming there. And then they beat San Jose by a wide margin. But they struggled against New Mexico, like no defense, 93-91 in that game. Uh, they lose to Boise, but that was on a last-second last shot. That was a one-possession game, 65-62. to They beat Air Force, who's not a good team, but they're pesky. But they beat Air Force 63-61, to a one-possession game. They beat Colorado State. That game went into overtime, but uh, that came down to the wire. They end up beating the Rams by six. So I'm still going to call that a single possession game because it went into OT. Boise State, they beat Boise State. Uh, that was by seven. But again, close game. They beat Fresno. They beat the, the, the Bulldogs by two. Down to the wire. Maldonado helps them at the very end. Helped them win that game. So they've had a lot of really close finishes. And this is a team that their last four home games the close one against New Mexico the overtime game against Colorado State the close one against Boise they've had a lot of these close games they're finding ways to win give them credit for that but they're they're I still think that they're vulnerable I think the Aggies can still compete with them and I think that the Aggies can the way that they're playing now they're a little bit they're a different team now than when they played Wyoming the first time. Looking at some of the other metrics here, Utah State, Ken Pomeroy at 35. Wyoming's at 36. Look at the Sagarin ratings. Utah State's at 52. Wyoming's at 69. The net ranking, this is where Wyoming beats the Aggies. They're at 30. Utah State's at 41. And Wyoming in these close games, look, they're two and two in quad one games. The Aggies are only one and six. This is a quad one game for USU. It's a quad two game for the Cowboys, but this is a huge, huge game for USU. Uh, John Russell, full court press alum, part of the uh, KVNU Aggie call uh, after the games. Popping in here. John, thanks for swinging by.
1: Well, heard you start talking basketball. I'm like, man, I gotta I gotta hop on in there. It's just like a magnet. You're just drawn to it. Like <laughs> I don't off to the flame.
4: My card just automatically took a right turn and boom. Here, <laughs> so, I am. Whoop, here we go. Uh guilt text line, uh nine nine five two. Wyoming and S D S U can be had. BSU is possible. Aggies could go three and zero if they play like the last three games. Uh, look I, not the last five. Why ended it at the last three extend five back. You know, this is a team that's playing, playing differently now, and uh, they're beating teams by good, healthy margins. Competitive in the first half, but getting things done in the second half. This team, John, I-, I posed this the other day. What's what's different now about the Aggies in this current stretch compared to that stretch where they were competitive, they were fighting, but they just couldn't win. And now all of a sudden we're seeing them beat teams by 15 or more every night.
1: Three-point shots. That, that's it. I, I think they're moving the ball a lot better. The, it's amazing the quickness, the extra passes they're making. They're not settling for the three-point shot. We saw that uh, actually against um, uh, the last game. All of a sudden I'm blank. See, that's what happened when I come in here at the last minute. But Nevada? Th- th- no. No. Uh,
4: um, the last game for Utah State? Yes uh yeah san jose
1: thank you um you know they they came in and there was a stretch where all of a sudden they you know playing a great game everything was going well you know they they were doing what they wanted to as far as you know their game plan and everything and then all of a sudden they got a little stretch where they decided hey the three point lines open we're liking it and they got a little three point happy they missed a couple of shots and and I think all of a sudden they realized, wait, this is not how we got to where we've been playing lately. We need to continue to move the ball. You still have to take a three-point shot, but you can't fall in love with it. And I think that was the big problem: is that uh, they they fell in love with it. And and it luckily they figured it out. It was UNLV. I'm sorry, not San Jose. Oh, UNLV. Yes. So the beginning of the second. It all half. kind of blended together. They've been one <laughs> well, they've been solid
4: victory after another.
1: But they were they were solid, they fell in love, they missed a few three-point shots, and then they started to pound it back inside. Ball movement, extra passes. And and I really think it's that simple. I think it's the fact that the three-point shot is, is definitely a, a tool to use in your arsenal to take other teams down. But when you rely on it, you're in trouble. And you look at that stretch where they struggled. They were not hitting the three-point shot, but they weren't going inside either. And I think that's the difference. If Wyoming's able to, to lure them into taking more three-pointers than they need to, Wyoming will win. But if Utah State continues to move the ball around and, and the movement has just been phenomenal the last several games,
4: they'll be fine. Here's a problem. Graham EK. Like mm-hmm. We know Hunter Maldonado, great player. But the difference in this game, in my mind, is Ek yeah. and how they handle him. Horvath fouled out last time these two teams faced each other. And so um, it was it was rough in the low post. And you're asking Dorius to do some important things late clutch in the game, and he's not used to being in in those moments and got burned a little bit. Yeah. So... I, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this game comes down to how well the Aggies take care of E.K. in the post. Yeah, and, and I'm going to go
1: back to what you just said and expand on it even more. Dorius is the key, and there are a lot of people that are going to sit back and go, well, he struggled in the last couple of games. Well, really, Air Force, uh, San Jose State, they are not teams that are really conducive for his game. He's a big physical guy, and when he's played physically... Aggies have done well now he struggled against UNLV but they're more of an athletic EK is he's just a beast he just and we saw it in that last game when he wants to do what he wants to do it's very hard to stop him Horvath is not the guy for him Uh, you're gonna have to see more help weak side help uh, you know more doubling up and hope that that Wyoming doesn't catch on fire that's you know, that's what we've seen sometimes. Teams will get on. They'll start to get a little a little hot. You let them run that that little series. Let them have a few shots. Um, you knew this was coming. My Arizona Wildcats last night went down early to their rival Arizona State, but they didn't panic, and they turned around and said, okay, yeah, we're down 14-1, to but it's still early in the game. Aggies, the same thing. No panic. They need to just play their game. I think it's Trevin Dorius I think you might even see Zapala for a couple of minutes, just to have another big body. Hey, that's that's ten fouls you can yeah, get right. right there. You, five fouls sitting on the bench doesn't help Use them all. Put them to work. Put them to work. But you know, you you said you know what have they done? To me, it's really the three point shooting. But also, if you look, the defense, which really has been solid all year long, you've had great help defense where the guards have kind of come down, pinched off the big man, not let him roll to the paint and have that easy little five-, six-footer, that's going to have to continue to happen uh, and and just be smart. And, you know, they do that, and they've got a chance.
4: A couple of uh, texts coming through on our Guild Mortgage text line, 5338, says the Aggies can definitely win this game tonight. It'll be tougher without Bearstow, but I would like to see some upgraded defense against EK. He needs to be fronted and forced to his offhand when he has the ball. Yeah, And and staying out of foul trouble, I, I actually looked it up. Horvath did not foul out, but he was in significant foul trouble and he only gave the Aggies four points that night. Um, has to be able to stay on the floor and help his team. Yeah. Uh, another text, this is from 2603, is tonight's game on TV? <sighs> nope. Mountain West Network. You you can find it online, you can watch it online, but it is not on television. Uh, Which blows me away. I know, it was a great matchup. Uh, There is a game tonight in the Mountain West on TV, and that is uh, Colorado State and Nevada, 9 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Uh, 2603 asks, what's the scoop on Barstow? Is he out tonight? Yes, he is out tonight. He's sick. It's not covid but he is ill and uh, will not be available. Maybe, so maybe. what kind of an impact does he have not having him have on the Aggies, Well,
1: John? personally, I'm hoping for a Willis Reed episode. For, for you youngins, <laughs> uh, Willis Reed came out of the, the Knicks locker room hobbling on one ankle and led him to championship. I don't know if Bear still will be able to do that. But, you know, that is the big question is who is going to start in his place. Um you know the obvious choice would be Ryland Jones, but you go a lot smaller. Not that he would have guarded guarded Ek, but you know Ryland's a lot smaller. Max Shulga has been playing really well. Is is you know I've been a big proponent of him, and you look at what he's been doing. He's been playing so much smarter, really playing within his game. Last year, man, if if the ball got in his hands, you might as well turn around and run to the other side of the court because he was launching it. (laughs) This year, much, much better, playing under control, playing great defense, and he's a body. He's a bigger body that can help out with EK. Um, I'd like to see Shulga start just for that. Plus, then you get Ryland coming off the bench. Gives you a little more of a spark. Interesting. Um, and and I would like to see that. I'm not worried about the ball handling. you got to look at Ashworth. I mean, he has been just as solid as you can ask for running the point. So I don't think you need help there. I think you just need more size.
4: Yeah, it's more of what happens in the low post that could decide this game. Uh, 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. I um, want to remind you... To go check out our Facebook page, I know Yaggies do play on Friday. They face Nevada. Nevada comes to town. But if that's not your thing, I don't know why it wouldn't, but if that's not your thing, we are giving away tickets to go see the Jazz that night who are hosting the Orlando Magic. So for free, a four-pack of tickets. So you and three friends... And It's really easy. Find our Facebook page, 106.9 The Fan. Like the post, share it, and comment, Go Jazz. We will announce the winner on Thursday afternoon, so you have time to make it to the game on Friday night when they take on Orlando. Again, go check out our Facebook page, like, uh, post, and comment, saying, Go Jazz. That's what it takes to be entered to win Four tickets to go see the Jazz on Friday. We'll announce the winners on Thursday. Uh, Coming up next here in the Full Court Press, uh, let's hear from Coach Odom. Yeah, What he has to say about Wyoming and what might be different this time around, how his team is different today versus the last time they faced the, the Pokes and see how things could go differently tonight in Laramie. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting
5: you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure.
8: It's engagement season, time to find the perfect ring. Essie Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, the sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock.
2: Advanced Heating and AC, the gold medal winner in the best of northern Utah, is teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you with the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns. Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and AC and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning at 752-7272. Stop by at their showroom west of DI. Online at advancedheating-ac.com.
4: If you have a sweetheart, or better yet, a sweetheart who plays golf, you're going to love this sale. This is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. It's time once again for our annual Logan River Valentine's Punch Pass Sale. All full passes and half passes are on sale at the lowest prices of the year. Treat the valentine in your life to the ultimate golf gift, 10 or 20 rounds of golf at the Logan River Golf Course. Happy Valentine's Day from all of us at Logan River. Play well, play fair, play fast. The
0: Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: Hey, Mountain West Motor, appreciate them being a part of our program here on the Full Court Press. New place, new establishment. Uh, Every truck and SUV there is unique. It's been customized, so you'll be ready for your next adventure, and they'll help take care of it for you. You'll be equipped with all the right gear, traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks, a whole lot more available with what they do. It's all new, now open at 615 North Main in Logan, Mountain West Motor. Uh, You can also visit them online at mwmotor.com. Um, this is a big showdown for Utah State and Wyoming. And the last time these two teams faced each other, it was down to the wire. It came down to the last possession. Graham EK put in 23 points and eight boards. He was in foul trouble. He had four fouls, Mm -hmm. but still was able to get that done. Hunter Maldonado, he's making an absolutely strong case as the player of the year. But he put in 21, six assists, and eight boards. So he did a lot on the court. He was... uh, a menace all night long. In that game for the Aggies, Bean had 19 points and 13 boards. Bearstow had 15. Jones had 19 and three steals. Uh, and uh, Shulga gave the Aggies 10 points off the bench that night. But uh, the Aggies will be without Sean um, That's This has been made known after Coach Odom met with the media to preview the matchup so keep that in mind as he talks about um, Barstow and he what he's asked about the, at the end of this uh, media availability so here's Ryan Odom kind of previewing the matchups and what's different about his team now compared to the last time these two teams played each other what can you tell us about Wyoming
7: yeah they're obviously playing exceptional basketball right now um, Coach Linder's done an amazing job turning around in a quick amount of time. I mean, I'm not sure where it was at prior to him being there, but I do know that, that right now they're really hot. One of the best teams at our conference, if not the best. Um, you know, they've won on the road. They've won at home, obviously, all of their games. Um, and they're led by two really good players. Um, Maldonado uh, you know, really controls the game, um, knows – when he needs to go, knows when he needs to deliver the ball to somebody else for a timely three or shot. Uh, he just puts so much pressure on you in a lot of different ways. Um, he's a good defender. Um, you know, he'll stick his body in there and take charges and, and uh, you know, really understands where he needs to be on defense. And then Ek, you know, he's just a load down low. I mean, he's, he's, he's got way more skill than you would, you would expect. Um, in terms of dribbling the ball and be, being able to move it left and right, uh, he's got you know the control of the ball like a guard would have, you know, when he's dribbling, um, which is you know pretty exceptional for a young player. And then he's you combine that skill with physicality, and then then you have you know a really tough guard. Then um, they surround those two guys uh, with. Really good shooters, you know. Pretty much at all times. I mean, they have some weaker lineups out there. You know, occasionally that, you know, you could term not as good as shooting, but they still all can make threes. And so, you know, you kind of have to. They, they force you to pick your poison. You know, do you want to double the post? Do you want to get out there on the three? Like, what do you? What do you want to? What do you want to live with? And um, you know, they're a tough team to keep off balance. Um, having said that, I thought our guys did a nice job here. You know, in the spectrum, and giving ourselves a chance to win. Um, you know, we've got to do, you know, what we did in that particular game just a little bit better. Our offense needs to be better. Um, you know, if we're going to if we're going to come out with a win, you know, in a tough environment. They've had great environments there. I expect expect that to be the case. Um, you know, tomorrow night. The First game. Uh... We had two guys who are playing really well right now who did not have great offensive
3: games in Ashworth and Horvath. What could that add if you get just the normal type
7: game from them? That yeah, I mean, you go back and look at the stat sheet. You know, we were in it and had a chance and had the lead there and had the ball with 40 seconds and, you know, didn't get a basket to maintain that lead. And, um, you know, uh, they did a nice job of locking out on Steven. And so we've got to move them around, you know, more like we have been. You know recently uh and Brandon you know has got to play like Brandon you know he's a confident player he's shooting the ball much better he's scoring around the rim uh he's 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 playing with the ball more too and making some decisions for us and so uh I would say we're not as one one one-dimensional as we were at that point um you know but you know they, they they're they're pretty good at picking guys you know to not guard and and um so we've got to make sure that we're we're moving that ball, you know, really fast. You know, it's it's a battle of you know we're number one in you know two point field goal percentage, you know, and getting getting baskets around the rim, and they're really good at it too. But you know, their defense is not great against the two.
0: Is there anything you could do to get UK in foul trouble? I mean, I know some teams have kind of done that a little
8: bit.
7: But yeah, so- I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can you can take a charge on him I and mean, you certainly can go at him and offensive rebounds always can be a factor, you know, to get, get, you know, fouls on him. But, you know, if you, sometimes if you just focus on that, like it just cannot work in your favor. And so we've just got to play the game, you know, we've got to play a little bit better. He sits out part of the game anyway, you know, like they rest him uh, enough and they'll, you know, they kinda of go to go to the big guy early and then middle of the game, you know, he middle of the half they start going to Maldonado. That's not to say they won't run the first play for Maldonado, but you know, or or Jeffries for that matter. But um, you know, he's certainly a factor, but then he's out of the game, you know, for a good five to seven minutes and they're playing <laughs> a more skilled outside lineup. And um, you know, it's just two different two different looks and so you know, we're going to have to guard, you know, um, lineups with EK where EK is posting up. We're going to have to guard lineups with Maldonado and Maldonado is posting up with EK in the game. And then we're going to have to guard Maldonado without EK in the game. And so those three things, you know, kind of are the prep, you know, for this game. And then the last thing is, is – uh, you know, Jeffries or their shooters, really, Jeffrey's the most uh, specials. You know, where they'll run a play just to get a get a three, and when you're when you're least expecting it, and we got to be on those. You have to be in this game ready, energetically from the start. They get. Loose ball, so you get
2: offensive rebounds. That's where they've really lived on with their and their defense has been pretty good
7: too. Defense has been better, yeah. I mean, they're middle of the pack probably from a defensive perspective, you know, in our league. And um, you know, they uh, they do a really good job on offense. you know, they get the ball down in there so much and so deep, and even when they miss shots or the ball, the balls are knocked away or errant pass or whatever, you know, they find a way to come up with. Um, and and put it in the basket. That happened multiple times last night against Fresno. And then, you know, the second thing is, is they all know where they're supposed to be because it's such a deliberate thing. And so they know when their teammates are getting ready to shoot it. And so they're able to, you know, attack the rebound at that, at that time. They're never really surprised, you know, by a shot. So there's
4: some extra motivation <coughs> to steal one back. Obviously, one of the few conference opponents to take you down in the spectrum. So...
7: Yeah, no question. There's always, you know, we want to win every game we play, whether at home or on the road. And you know, our guys, you know, are a confident group right now, but you know, we're we're going into a really tough environment, but you know, nobody's won it, you know, this year. So, um, we understand that, but we're not afraid of it. Your defense it seems like your defense has been a lot better as as of
0: late too, so that has to be help you going on the road these next three out of four on the road
7: now yeah it's gotten better it definitely has um you know maybe we took a little bit of a step back against UNLV the other night um more at the end of the game than than throughout but you know again when you're playing a great player like that you're not going to shut him out and so we've got two more to go against you know in this next game um and Jeffrey's dynamite from three and that's not, you know, disrespecting the other guys that they have on the team as well. They're all they're all good shooters and, and play their roles really well. But you know, our defensive intensity and focus and pressure, um, you know, has really helped our offense too, and it's helped us create leads. Right? You know, if you're trading baskets all the time, like Wyoming's not a team you want to trade baskets with because. As you saw in here, they have it at the last possession. You know, the chances of them getting fouled or scoring the basket are pretty good. Yeah, they're a really efficient offensive team. Um, team's been – so I've got – the sideline reporter sent a few questions
3: my way. Oh, okay. Um, and so, I mean, we're on a five-game winning streak. Wyoming
5: on a four-game winning streak. Yeah. What has been working so well for Utah State during that five-game winning streak?
7: Yeah, I think, I think the combination of the, the two, offense and defense. Our defense has gotten a little bit better. The offense certainly is moving more fluidly. Uh, guys know where the ball is supposed to be. Um, you know, th- we get the defense chasing us, you know, more than we were during that stretch where we were losing some games. And so I think the combination of the two and timely shooting, the shooting obviously has improved. Um, we knew it would. I mean, we didn't feel like we would continue to shoot 19% from three. I mean, it won't go back, you know, in a one game stretch, but or one game stint. But, um, you know, we, we've, we've worked a lot on, on just cleaning up some offensive things and getting the ball moving. So I think that's the biggest change. Um, Sean Bairstow over the last 10 games um, has been playing really, really well.
4: Um, double figures in all but two of those games. Um, talk about his development
7: a little bit this year. Yeah, I mean, Sean's been tremendous, you know. He he came back, you know, and and came off the bench for five, six games or whatever and and just to kind of get his feet wet again and then had the finger thing and, you know, went out. And uh, he's just been a resilient guy, I think that's the biggest thing. And now that he's full-time in the lineup, you know, ten games into that, Um, or 13 whatever it is I can't remember 10 or 13 and uh you know he's really coming into his own you know he's uh one of our best guys with his back to the basket um he's one of our best guys cutting he's one of our best guys in open court and uh you know he can get fouled and he makes his free throws Uh, defensively you know he's big and uh, can guard smaller guys can guard bigger guys so he's versatile. you, know, you can go one-on-1 in the open court certainly in half court as well and and um, you know he's just been a, a a nice addition
4: and again those comments were before the news <laughs> yeah. that Barristow would not be available for tonight's matchup again if you want to weigh in on uh, what the coach had to say uh your thoughts about Utah State and Wyoming tonight pre-game on our sister station kVNU starting at six tip off at seven. As Utah State takes on Wyoming, a uh, big showdown in the Mountain West Conference uh, tonight. And, um, uh, and there's, I said this before, Al Lewis has, done, has this tremendous interview with Spencer Nelson in the pregame that you don't want to miss. Spencer was instrumental in recruiting uh, Justin Bean. And it was much more involved than a chance encounter at a subway in Reno. Uh, but uh, you don't want to miss that. Uh, So that's coming up uh, next hour on our sister station, KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, part of their KVNU game night. More on the Full Court Press coming up next here on the Full Court Press. If you want to continue to weigh in about your thoughts about Utah State and Wyoming, 435-339-0321
2: cold weather is here let the gold medal winner in the best of know the utah's fireplace category help you update your home with heat and glow's full line of gas or wood burning products building a new home let the professionals at advanced fireplace and stove design and install your fireplace from traditional to modern heat and glow has something for every design and every budget install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come stop by at their showroom or visit them at advanced fireplace and
0: don't know about you but I adore my dog Winston, however, I don't adore the occasional accident. This is dealt with ChemDry of Northern Utah. With ChemDry's specially formulated pet urine removal treatment, we'll help take care of those unsightly pet stains and odors. Even severely damaged carpets can be saved with ChemDry's revolutionary methods. Pets are part of the family too, so until we can learn to potty train them, Calling us is the next best option. ChemDry of Northern Utah's Pet Urine Removal Treatment.
9: ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry
7: of Northern Utah. 435 752
8: Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, We'd love to have you open a new account with us or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Sunday,
6: the Los Angeles Rams and Cincinnati Bengals square off in Super Bowl 56. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew from L.A. for all the action. The Bengals are in the big game for the first time in 33 years. Can they bring home the first Super Bowl title in franchise history? Or will the Rams win on their home turf in SoFi Stadium? Tune in to find out. If it's Super Bowl 56, it's right here.
8: Pre-game begins at 3 with kickoff at 4.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM.
0: The fans. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM,
4: 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, Valvoline Instant Oil Change, they're open. 695 North Main and Logan. And they do it right when it comes to your oil change, right? It's quick, it's clean, it's easy like it should be when it comes to an oil change so stop in today 695 north maine and logan that's valvoline instant oil change and tonight john this is a game where the aggies might need some instant offense that they were <laughs> missing uh, that they will be missing from sean barstow so how do they replace that how do they work around it um you, you kind of like Max Shulga. yeah in this matchup I do
1: and and the funny thing is you know I talked about Shulga be a good replacement to to start off but I also said he's not shooting as much this may be a game where coach says all right Max time to you know time to take the gloves off and and you know go for it cuz we're going to need some offense production And he played uh, well against Wyoming last time He he did he, 10 points solid game he he's just playing so much better but you know I kind of want to go back to Berstow Coach talked a lot about the things he can do. He can play with his back to the basket. He's a, He can drive. He's very athletic. Uh, but it's the size that worries me. You look at the Wyoming team. Uh, they're starting five. I think their shortest guy is 6'5". And, and all of a sudden you're taking Bear Stow out. And if Ryland Jones starts, and, and that would be fine. But now you've gone a lot smaller against a lot bigger team, a lot more aggressive team. I uh, I don't know where the offense comes from. You look at their last game, uh, they're in Wyoming, and the Aggies shot poorly I mean, in Wyoming, which was crazy. They're coming off that long stretch where they hadn't played. They came up and they shot the ball well uh, in the spectrum. You Wasn't what you would have expected. So the Aggies are going to have to come back. Horvath is going to have to have the type of game that he's been having as of late. Uh, You're going to have to have somebody come off the bench that you don't expect to do anything. Is it going to be Shulga? Is Jones going to have a big offensive game? We've not seen that from him yet. He's trying, um, but he's trying. Since he's returned? Since he's returned, yeah. Yeah,
4: because he had a big night against Wyoming last time with 19 points. But Ashworth gave a big old goose egg in in scoring column, at least. And Horvath only gave four points, so you gotta expect the way they've been playing lately. They're gonna give more than that. Is, will that be enough to make up yeah. for not having Berstow in the yeah. lineup? You're gonna
1: coach. have to have more bench play. It's it's that simple. And whether it's Shulga, does he Yeah, does he come on board? He provides a lot of athletic a lot of athleticism, a lot of size. That's that's certainly a possibility. But um, you know, again, you know, I think the key. to – for me, the key to tonight will be Darius. Does he put up, you know, 12, 14 points? Probably not. That's not his game. But is he going to be able to slow down Ek? Is he going to be able to be a little more of a force? Because they're going to have to go bigger. There, if Ryland starts, I think you'll see more of uh, of that kind of big lineup where maybe you have Ashworth, Rylan in there playing the point and then turning around and having, you know, being
4: uh, – um, and Adel Rock and Adel yeah
1: and we haven't really talked about Adel Rock he's played yeah, much he much better he didn't play that game right but he's played much much better since he's come back is you know he gives you a little more size so th- there's a lot of question marks but I, I think ultimately you know we sit there and we you know we kind of whine and complain aggies were in this game until the very end you know that that's all you want, and that's all you can ask for. They were in the game at the very end, despite only shooting what was it? It was like
4: 23 percent from three yeah you know,
1: 23 from three, 41 percent from the field. Um, they didn't turn the ball over, which is good. Um, but you know they just they were they were a shot away from winning. and really, when you look at that last play, I mean EK would basically had a free lane down. Uh, a free pass down the lane, he gets the layup. So the Aggies can play, and I think that's a big thing. They've got to sit back and they've got to look at it and say, all right, we know we don't have Bearstow, but we were in that game without Idle Rock. So yep. we can play with these guys. That also being said, this is a team that's lost three times this year. to Arizona, top five team to a Pac-12 team, Stanford, who was playing better at the time, and to Boise at Boise. Those are three good losses. If you're going to have to lose, they're three good losses. They beat Washington on the road. They've handled a lot of everybody else that's come at them, and they're undefeated at home, and their team, their fans, are out and supporting them.
4: It's going to yeah, be a battle. That's true. They've got good, good fan base yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Good fan support, I should say. Nine three one five on our Guild Mortgage text line. I think we can still win without Bear It Just makes it not as easy. And six two one one with Bearstow out, they should start Ryland, then bring Max off the bench. Also use Hamoda tonight. Yeah, give, give some options. Hamoda, uh, some athleticism. At least gives him uh, just a different look. Because mm-hmm. uh, did Hamoda do much? Um, no, he didn't. He play. didn't play last game. Hamoda, Adlerock. Neither of those guys played. Ashworth didn't score. Horvath only gave four points. Uh, This is a different team now for Utah State. Um, Fun to see how this matchup plays out. Remember, pregame coverage on our sister station, KVNU, starts at 6, tip off at 7. You can watch the game online at the Mountain West Network. Also, a reminder, if you want to go to the Utah Jazz, see the Jazz take on the Orlando Magic on Friday, go find our Facebook page, 106.9 The Fan. Like the post. Share the post and then comment, go Jazz, and you could be, and you will be entered in win. You could win four tickets to go see the Jazz on Friday. We'll announce the winners on Thursday afternoon.
5: This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company.
4: Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field
5: goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware. And in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victim's data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com.
8: It's engagement season. Time to find the perfect ring. Essie Needham Jewelers is known for beautifully cut diamonds at excellent prices. Guys, The sparkle is what matters most in the diamond you give your sweetheart. Our diamonds stand apart from those of other stores. Come view our diamonds under magnification. Select a diamond that fits your budget and then have it mounted in a ring that she'll love. Remember, you get SC Needham quality at internet pricing. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
0: The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at
4: 1069thefan.com. Hey, don't forget our Cache Valley Media Group. Region 11 Girls Basketball Game of the Week is coming up uh, starting at 7 o'clock. Hurricane John Newbold will call the play-by-play on CacheValleyDaily.com. It'll be Skyview versus Bear River. That game taking place in uh, at Skyview tonight. Utah State on the road tonight against the Wyoming Cowboys. Game tips off at 7. John, how do you like the Aggies in this one tonight? You know, it, it's really going to come out to – this is not
1: a game where I think the Aggies can get down early. I think it's one of those, you know, if it were in the spectrum, not that you want to, but I think they get down early, they could you – the know, crowd gets behind them. Hurd's been phenomenal this year. It's been it's been great. Uh, we're going to see one of the better home crowds we've seen all year and what's going on in Wyoming. They're behind the team. They're excited. Uh, Bearstow being out. I think that could be the difference right there. And so I, I hate to say it, you may
4: not let me back on air,
1: but I, I, I like <laughs> Wyoming by five or
4: six. Ooh. Uh, I, see, I, I like the way the Aggies are playing now. Yes, it hurts not having Bear still, but uh, Splashworth didn't have any <laughs> points last time. Horvath was very limited. R.J. Adelrock wasn't in the game. So there are vastly different things about Utah State and how they're playing now compared to the last time these two teams met, Wyoming hasn't lost at home in a year yeah, since February man. 6th of 21. But they've been awfully, awfully close. So Utah State, really, they have to win this game by 15 to win it by two. And mm-hmm. I think the Aggies, I'm going to give the Aggies by three. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow and see how it worked.